on, but I ain't sweating shit. I leave it up to the fearful to slip they wrist. We ain't joined the hip, maybe I'm the dick. When I say come correct, do you shit get split? Cause I'm weary of the weak will punks. Run at the mouth like they is drunk. Small talk, small mind stuck to muck. Breath is rank from how they thunk. Can I tame gods? Drop them chains. Big talk, naming names. The thing about truth that has no shame. Welcome to the Truth to Power podcast. I am Curious G. This is episode three, where we're going to be looking at ways in which media frames our view of reality. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode three. I am Curious G. I'm Anthony Carlton. And uh, you guys might not know exactly what in the fuck is about to happen here, but either does my partner most of the time. Uh, <laughs> All of the time. All of the time, brother. <laughs> and I think that I think the dude's amazing, to be honest with you, to be able to go with the changes. But part of what we're doing here is we want to try to keep things as natural as possible. Um, and this week, um, we're talking about propaganda through the media. And a lot of the stuff I want to look at isn't just propaganda through the media, like news and things like that, but actually television and movies, advertising, music, yeah, all that kind of stuff. And and we will, trust me, we don't have to fill it all up in this one episode. We've got time Mm -hmm. because this is going to be a reoccurring type of concept with a lot of my songs. Well, that and just the concept of it always being there. It's never going away. It is always there. Yeah. So here's here's where I kind of want to start this conversation a little bit. Yep. I want to look back at history. Um let's let's look at a time in history where where propaganda really tried to guide this country. Um uh let's unpack the messaging during the days that was leading up to uh the vote for women's suffrage. I don't okay. know how much you know about that time period or it at all. Um but what what is interesting is all the people that opposed that law coming into being, you know, mm-hmm. um, like w- without you, we haven't researched any of this shit. But what is your impression of women suffering, uh, what women's suffrage, um, you know, women having the vote and things like that? What is your impression of that whole thing back in our history? Do you mean as in? Just the process of it or uh, how it happened, um, uh, you know, who opposed uh, well, this, who was for it. That yeah. Type of well, thing. the one I, I think I know, I think the people who were opposed to it were women themselves, if I'm correct, but I may be wrong. I, well, some women were the women that, um, that benefited from things going the way that they always had. You know, like, let's say the stay-at-home mom that had a lot of money in the bank, per se, you know what I mean, and didn't have to work and uh, benefited from things going the way that they were. They didn't really care about voting. They had a good life. Yeah. So they were very uh, outspoken um, against women's suffrage, you know, and and women having the right to vote. Yeah, I don't think I know actually that much about it. I just know that it was, the, the one I think of suffrage, I just think of voting. That's just the one thing they go hand in hand. Obviously, there was probably others. You know, we touched on some of them already in the past episodes. But I I got to say that my history is not, I don't know a lot, as much as I thought I knew about American history. Well, you know, and the reason why I ask is not to like make you feel like you don't know things because you're obviously an intelligent dude. Um but, it, you know, I'm always curious, like yeah. even years later, what's the opinion that we all have, right? Um, so this is some of the people that was in opposition to women having the right to vote. Um, politicians, professors at higher education schools across America, doctors, scientists, religious leaders, the U.S. military, leading psychologists here in the United States, and the wealthy. And we've already mentioned the women that benefited from the status quo. But but all of these groups, they were opposed to the 19th Amendment, giving the women the right to vote. All these community voices used the media of the day to frame women 
who supported the right to vote as being things like anti-female, anti-family, and anti-American. Okay. That's that plain folks talk. You know, where you say one thing where, you know, they do this, so they are this. You know, and they'll use another example from like history. I guess, you know, this person's about guns. You know, this country was for guns, therefore they're a communist or they're this. And it's just another form of propaganda, but. Well, that's just it. It's, uh, you know, it's it's raising arguments that all, all of a sudden, as soon as you start to argue your way out of it, right? Like if I said, you are prejudiced, you know what I mean? Like if you're I right, put that label right. on you, no, all kidding. of a sudden you've got to argue why you're well, not prejudiced. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and instead of, you know, well, if that's your opinion. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Opinions yeah. vary, right? Yeah. Um, so l- l- looking at like those, those terms, anti-female, anti-family, anti-American, because they wanted the right to vote. Isn't like, that what America's supposed to be about? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we, we were- Equality? A, a, we Everyone's were a nation equal. of slave owners that wanted to be free, right? Yeah. <laughs> Coincidence. As George Carlin said, say <laughs> one thing, do another. Um, but look at some of the arguments, right? So doctors frame the idea that the reproductive health of women would suffer, right? They claimed that women would jeopardize the lives of unborn children <laughs> because of thinking about what they have to think about in order to vote, Right, and and this was actually based in the science of the day. The scientists couched the argument in these terms: that women could become infertile from too much thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Not only had the science of the day framed women as disqualified emotionally, but also that the brain was inferior, which would further burden the emotional state of the female. So the argument was that women were unsuited for voting. Mm. This was science and doctors. Okay. How do how do you think that um, like we look at this stuff now back in history, and we think that um, it's ridiculous that women can't vote, right? Like we look at that, those arguments and say this is just absolutely idiotic, right? But what is it today that is part of the narrative, right, and the structure? of our society because all those names that I mentioned, like politicians, professors, religious leaders, military, psychologists, the wealthy, right? This is groups that are part of the structure of our society. Absolutely. And it seemed to be like everybody opposed this, right? Um, They even had cartoons coming out, right? Uh, Anti-suffrage cartoons, which drew women with, with their heads filled with things like chocolates uh, admiring young men and and letters and puppies and hats of all things. Why they had hats in their heads, I don't know. <laughs> but I guess that was on the radar back then. But the opposition continued from every group, um, political leadership, church, faith-based organizations. That, uh, you know, uh, the religious leaders spoke out at the pulpit across the United States, all over the United States, right? Uh, citing that the laws... That, that, that have established the power of government comes from a higher authority and that, that men were the leaders and, you know, goes back to the woman uh, in the garden that ate the apple, Eve, yeah, that bitch, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like she fucked it all up yeah, for all of yeah. us, right? We'd be living like, forever if not for that woman. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Not that, that, not that Christianity has ever held women in high regard, right? Mm-hmm. It will. But, yeah. but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> for sure. But, but here's the thing, you know, uh, who changed this? Who changed it? How did this pass if all of these things in our society, doctors and scientists and religious leaders and politicians and all of these structures of our society, if they all opposed it, how did it pass? How did women get the right to vote? Who gave that to them? I'm assuming it's, well... I don't know, actually, but if I had to say anything, it would just be the people who are opposed to those people. Well, well, here's the interesting thing. Um, women couldn't change it themselves. Yeah. They true. couldn't vote. True. You know, um, 
men. That's who changed. Because in, in the face of all the propaganda, with all this messaging coming from every angle, men went in and voted for their women that they knew, wives, daughters, mothers, friends, women, mm -hmm. just women. Yeah. Dudes like me walked in and said, uh, I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about, but I think they can vote, you know? And, and this is why women have the right to vote today, you know? And I'm not trying to toot our horns or anything like that. Like I'm sure, I'm sure some men, right. They are just happy to get laid again right after they voted. Right. That's true. But That's true. They're like, yeah, might be nice to get a little pussy. Yeah. <laughs> but, but seriously though, like it, that is a thing in history that absolutely amazes me because you have all these voices that is trying to guide society in one direction and people didn't listen to the noise. So what white noise do we have today, right, that is guiding us that we are either A, listening to or not listening to? I, you know, I, I don't know if that, was, if that was a vote that was coming up today, if it would have went the way that it went. I think people are so easily swayed by information today. We're, we're a headline news type people like you throw out a good headline clickbait baby oh, clickbait oh. i did it i do it all the time and then i'll read the article and i go that wasn't even what the, you know the news line was about and it's just you know it's it just shows how powerful it can be mm. you know that's the one thing is you know when we when you mentioned to me last week what it was going to be about you know the first thing that I thought about our history was, you know, weapons of mass destruction. You know, that was the first thing that I thought of and just how still to this day, we still haven't found any. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Like over there in Iraq yeah. or whatever it was. And then, yeah. then we talked about, you know, Afghanistan, Poppy and all those things. And, you know, it's, it's the narrative that it's all those people that you mentioned in that list were the ones that are in power, you know, and that's the one thing. And why would you want to, you know, change the status quo if you're benefiting from it, mm. you know, and because the mass majority of America, I don't know mass, that was a bad, bad word choice, but I believe that there's more women than there are men. And if you had, and I may be wrong on that, so go ahead. Oh, I hope you're right. God yeah. damn. I'm well, excited about well, this. Right. Me too. I, <laughs> the more hello. the merrier. Yeah, hello, I am <laughs> Anthony Carlton. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, you know, it would be dangerous. It's kind of like the people aspect that we talked about. If the people wanted to rise and really, you know, unite, it's like they're a powerful force. And it's the same way. If you can get groups, especially because that's how voting goes, you know, women, they're a powerful force. You know, it's power in numbers, no matter what. I don't remember what it is, but I know that more than half of Americans don't vote, you know, so you need to, you need to maximize the amount as you can. So, you know, going against it, well, you wouldn't, you do well, not, not going against it, but putting, you know, your message that you want to try to get what you want. You want to do everything you can to, you know, push the quote unquote truth away or what was really going on. Mm. And, you know, I can see why the whole suffrage thing, it'd be really easy to, when you say you're anti-family, you know, first thing is like, oh, so, you, so what, you're, you're not American? You don't, you, uh, you know, you're not this, or it's, it's just really easy to push those, push those bandwagon notions, you know, on a group. Oh, you know, they're anti-women, anti-family, anti-this, which is all things that we, the most people aren't, you know, but if you keep saying that you are this thing, slowly but surely you start to believe it. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think that's what the media and propaganda, I mean, I, that's pretty much what it does, you know? I mean, at the time they were saying things like women would become infertile if they thought <laughs> too much, um, that you could actually damage the fetus. So this is why they were saying they were anti-family is, oh, you don't care about your children. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you know, this is where they were taking these things. It's, yes, I do. Oh, then we have, we can't let this happen. I do care about family, you know, like that. Yeah. That notion. Yeah, that's fairly interesting. 
you know, I spoke earlier about plain folk. I was thinking about plain folk talk to, to for like logical fallacies mm. is more so what it is. Like, you know, you're, you're, you're not American or you're anti-family. So you're using like a logical fallacy is basically what you're using to try to mess with people's minds. And, you know, no one wants to be part of the, what you think is the negative side of it. So you would, you know, it's how you word things. So you really, it's like, it's not a, you're not anti anything. You're actually pro equality is what it was. But we don't, you know, it's not, if you frame it like that, it's obviously never going to be pushed by those people who are pushing their own agenda, mm. which is kind of interesting. Well, since we kind of have, we're just our thinking caps on now, I'm going to just turn it out. What are, what are some, what are some propaganda things you just think about, you know, besides the women aspect of it? What are some other propagandas that you see in like today's society that happens? Oh, dude, I see them all over the place. So, you know, I went to film school, right? Like, yeah. so I look at, I look at film a little bit different than a lot of people. And after I went to film school, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I've talked to you about this. Yeah, one, I was going to say, say it, say it, say it. Motherfucking Forrest yeah. Gump, man. Yeah. I love me some Forrest Gump. Yeah. I could watch that movie over and over and over, but I also see it a little differently now. Yeah. Right? I, I see it through the lens of propaganda. And and I don't want to ruin the movie for people, but um, maybe you won't see the same thing I see, but I think other people do see it. So if you if you take Forrest Gump, right? I think the idea that he wasn't, you know, a very intelligent person, mm -hmm. right? Um, the idea that, um, you know, maybe he was uh, below average as far as maybe closer to retarded. Is that a word we could use or am I going to get canceled? Will I get canceled? I mean, all, well, of, our, all of our viewers out there right <laughs> now, they're coming. Well, you know, I, I feel like we're going to wage war against the canceling people anyway. So, yeah, it's yeah, um, we're, sure. we're just going to get loud. Yeah, but, true that. So, he, so here's Forrest, right? Not not smart, but succeeds in every aspect of his life, mm -hmm. right? He becomes a, a football star in high school, right? Um, and he wasn't even supposed to go to school. Yeah. You know, uh, his mom fucked the principal, right? <laughs> and he was smart enough to know what was going on with that. He knew right. just enough. Yeah, he knew just, just enough. enough. And he seemed to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He was okay with it. And he got into the structure of school when he became a high school, you know, football star. You know, they had to hold up the sign, run, Forrest, run, stop, Forrest, stop. Like, Col college. But yeah. Or was that college? Okay, yeah, that was college. Alabama. Because we were Mobile, Alabama. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're here to keep this on the rails, yeah. dude. But okay, he went to college. Yes. He's, exactly. He succeeded. Exactly. Succeed. He succeeded he in college. school, yeah. right? Without being smart, mm -hmm. right? Um, he went in the military. Uh, what What did his... Uh, uh, Lieutenant Dan? No, no, no not Lieutenant Bubba, Bubba Dan. Gump. The dude that was training him. I'm not a. I'm not an army dude. Drill sergeant. Oh, drill sergeant. His okay. drill sergeant. Yeah. God damn it, Gump! Oh, yeah, you're, you're a goddamn, goddamn genius. genius. You must have an IQ of 160 yeah. or some shit like that, yeah. right? That's the best goddamn answer I've ever heard. Why yeah. did you do that? Because you yeah. told so me to, drill, drill sergeant. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like he didn't have any original ideas. He did the the next right thing within the structure of school within the structure of military and within the structure of business where he became a multi-billionaire, right? He did the the next right thing without any of his own ideas. He didn't fight the system or try to change anything. He just kind of fell into the, the thing. Now, when you watch the movie, at the beginning of the movie, there's a feather that floats in, lands mm -hmm. on the bench. At the very end of that movie, that feather floats away. He's the feather. He's not directing his life, right? He's not making these choices. He's just gaining access and, and succeeding within the structures of society by not having his own ideas, doing what he's told, that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Jenny, on the other hand, old peas and carrots Jenny, um, she fought back against everything, right? Uh, she was at the Black Panther Party. She fought against that. She fought against oppression, sexism, you know, you name it. And she suffered every step of the way through the film, mm -hmm. right? He had nothing but success conforming and she resisted and fought back and suffered, you know? So if you want to be an individual and have opinions and fight back against this stuff, me, you, and Jenny, we might end up with a pussy no. full of AIDS. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Dude, I, I just I just thought about something that in that movie though it even starts for her going against the grain when he you know she says like you know you can sit here the only person on there even though it was doing a kind thing and that's why it's in your face you don't even realize but she's already going against the grain and the grain is the right, bus right you know even it just from the first time you meet her and I just I just realized that right now as you were talking dude I like Jenny I, I'll take me some Jenny I like Forrest too but I'm just saying like oh man I'd rather we have all, me some Jenny we all need a little Jenny in our life oh. every once in a while oh. mm. Mm. okay let's just take a moment of silence <laughs> rest in peace Jenny <laughs> I mean, she got married barefoot. You got to love that, dude. You yeah. got to love that. Yeah. You got to love it. I do. But we're getting off topic here. But so this is this is some of the the propaganda that exists. Mm-hmm. And you might say, well, is this intentional or is it not intentional? I don't know how it could not be intentional. It, it's It's too many coincidences. And I don't believe in coincidences, especially in the media. You, you can't have it consistently going through a movie. Because it was, you had, I mean, like we talked about earlier in the, maybe our first episode, you know, everyone's truths are based upon opinions. Mm. So the same exact ideal comes in when you're making a movie. I mean, you talk about like Kubrick making movies, everything was intentional. And now so much so that there's, you know, documentaries about everything he's ever done, you know, breaking things down. That was a great thing to bring up there. Okay. So let's take Kubrick for a second. Full metal jacket. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You take that movie, great movie, and you take another one of my favorite movies, probably by one of my favorite directors, uh, Black Hawk Down. Okay. Ridley Scott. Right. Also, fantastic movie. I love that movie in and of itself. But the difference of these two movies is is this: when um, when Ridley Scott made Black Hawk Down, this was sanctioned by our government and in part supported by them. And the way that this works, let's say you have a film like that that you want to make, and I'm the U.S. government, and I say, okay, I like your idea. Um, I have to sign off on the script, and I have to sign off on the film when it's done, or it doesn't get released. And and you, as the filmmaker, agree for this reason. When they filmed Black Hawk Down, they filmed it at, at army bases or whatever the fuck it was, right? They didn't have to... Um, come up with that stuff in, in the set design, yeah. right? Like they just had this set ready-made for them. It doesn't cost them a dime, right? Extras, no problem. There's soldiers in the background. That's what they do, right? Um, the helicopter, the guns, all this stuff, no cost to the filmmaker, right? Um, you basically are, are saving money making your film. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a film like um, Full Metal Jacket, those helicopters, those guns all had to be supplied by the people making the film because it was not supported. And what is it they're the, with, that they are supporting and what is it they're not supporting? What's the difference in those films? Well, I mean, one's supporting the idea of what one wants to be and the other one is supporting the idea of possibly what it is. Mm. You know, like we were talking about the propaganda thing, it has a message. But when you have an independent thinker, promoting their message, it's definitely going to not be on script. You know, we don't want to know the negatives, you know, America, you know, army of one, we're strong, all these things, there's no negatives to it, mm-hmm. you know, and where have, you know, Phil Middle Jacket showed the re- the reality of war, you know, Black Hawk Down, it's one of those scenes where there's scenes where you're getting shot at by, you know, 50,000 bullets and only hitting three people where it's not how it works. Yeah. No, but you look at the timing of that movie when it came out, a little bit after 9-11. Okay. That and the movie, Some I, of, some of All Fears. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Oh, Some of All Fears is a great movie. Oh, and um, that was partially paid by our tax okay. money, by the way. Okay. Well, that movie in, uh, in and of itself, Some of All Fears, partially funded by our taxes. Mm. I bet you didn't know that. America. America, right? And it comes yeah. out after 9-11. Speaking of that, um, you know, we never found the weapons of mass destruction. Kids are watching these films going, ah, I want to be that dude in Black yeah. Hawk Down, right? Yeah. Now you watch a movie like Full Metal Jacket, where one of those dudes is shooting themselves in the face. Yeah, I don't want right? to be those. Dudes. You don't want to be those dudes, yeah. right? So there's there's a, there's a difference in the message of those films, and one was going to be supported, you know, by our government, and the other one is not. And I have no issue with them like supporting films or whatever, you know. But I I, I think that we as Americans need to be uh, a little bit awake, educated you know, and, and see what we're actually watching. Like Forrest, like I can love Forrest Gump still and still see it's a propaganda film. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Um, but a film like Full Metal Jacket, you know, uh, that's amazing that those kind of movies get made, you know, Platoon, right? These movies get made um, that bring into question our military, <laughs> you know? Um, you're not going to do that with uh, movies like Black Hawk Down, you know? Um, but what, what narrative are we being given as Americans, you know, what is the narrative that keeps us moving forward? Well, hope. Hmm, you think so? Well, I think that's what they want to portray. You know, we, we still have, well, I guess maybe it's died down in the last couple of years, but that white picket fence ideal was something that was really believable for a long time, but unattainable. You know, we, and that, that goes with a lot of things we've talked about already. You know, minimum wage, you know, mm -hmm. that's another thing. Like, yeah, you're never going to, you're never going to get that life if you're working too you know, part-time jobs, but we're two or three jobs now. Yeah. That's, that's a whole, that's another thing of propaganda when they talk about jobs added. Well, yeah, because I had to get another job, <laughs> you know, we're adding jobs, but you know, you're not adding jobs. You're having personnel. Someone's adding a job to their life. That's mm -hmm. all you're doing. You're not really adding those jobs to, you know, society, but yeah, it's, it's a smoke screen, you know, to, for I, I think of the Wizard of Oz all the time when I think of propaganda, you know, a guy behind, oh, yeah, behind the curtain, behind the curtain, mm. you know, and that's, you know, but everything was all powerful up front. But you go back there, it's just some guy dancing, you know, making some sounds, talking big, you know, same thing. It's, you know, we, we want to keep you occupied and we don't want you to think too much. So we're just going to keep pumping out entertainment, entertainment, entertainment. I think one of the greatest things that's happened recently for, you know, dumbing down minds is the lack of albums out nowadays because we're a single driven music aspect, Spotify, all these things. It's all, you, it's, it's, well, I mean, there's still albums that come out, but people now wait for singles, but it's so quick that like, I think of, I think of Kendrick Lamar and damn, like how great that album was, mm. but it's, if that album would have came out in the nineties with that, it would have been eternal. And then now you hear it and it was just like, all right, well, thanks. Next. Well, that's just it. Next, right? Next. Like we're, we're, we're following trends mm -hmm. and there's a reason for that. That's part of the narrative that we're given. Yeah. Right. This disposable art, right. will keep you buying art. Now, if you are making something that's going to last for a long time, that people are going to appreciate over and over and over, it doesn't keep selling. You buy it once and you got it, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, we tend to make disposable art. Um, but I, I think another narrative that we're given all the time is we are passive observers. We consume mm. the information in the news, but there's no there's no plan of action for us to do something about it. Right? Yeah. We, we, we get caught up in the, the narrative of these conversations, but what are we going to do mm -hmm. about this? And that's what I want to know is <laughs> what do you want to do? Yeah. It's, they've done so well because even, even the answer of saying, I don't know, that's a win, mm. you know, by the people whoever you want to believe is the people promoting propaganda. But when you just even say, I don't know, it's like, perfect. Mm. Keep not knowing, keep not thinking about it. That's perfect. You know, but did you see that new Jordan that just came out the retro 14? Oh yeah, I did. Uh, oh no, I'm just saying it's the idea. Oh, I was going to uh, say, no, should I have been paying attention to something? No, here? but it's just that thing. Or did you see what blah, blah, blah did? <laughs> what? That person's crazy. You know, it's, that's what I think every time now when some, you know, the Kanye crazy, Kyrie Irving crazy. It's just, it's just interesting. I always want to know, well, who started that story? You know, that's a lot of the things I think about is, well, where did this originate from? You know, that's because it had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. you know, things don't just come out of, it's not magic. Like, oh, wait, I came out of nowhere. Where did that come from? It's like, what is the actual agenda of what is trying to be portrayed at the end of the day, or not even trying to be portrayed, but I guess, yeah, it could be portrayed, but what is trying to be forced in front of you through media, through, you know, music, art, 
anything. And, you know, this is the hot artist right now. Well, why? <laughs> why is he the hot artist right now? Let's go to hip hop for a second. Yeah. Right. Okay. okay. So this is what I see hip hop as being for me. Mm-hmm. Right. It is a, it is a, a place for me to get on the microphone and um, bring in some kind of truth. It's the truth that I put down on paper, you mm-hmm. know, my truth, right? It might not be accurate. It might not be factual or reality or whatever, but it's, it's the way I perceive the world, yes. right? So I'm trying to be as honest as I can with my truth. And I think early on, um, hip hop was very much that people were on the corner speaking their truth. Now, maybe they're just rapping about the fucking other dude that's rapping and talking shit to him, but still that was the, the, the truth on the corner, um, at the time, um, but I think that's been silenced because those that produce the music push certain messaging, right? Like we don't really want to talk about some of the topics that we're talking about today, you know, on this show in hip hop, right? What What is the hip hop topics that are safe, right? Shake ass. Shake ass. Pop a homie. Take yeah. a zanny. Oh yeah. Do yeah, those yeah. things. Oh yeah. But I'm getting lots of women. Oh, What's lots up? of women. Oh. Look at my car. Have look you at, checked that? Oh, dude. fresh boy. You check out this new Jordan. Same thing. Oh wait, how much was that car? How much was that bed? Damn. Look at his house. Oh, I want to be like that. You know? It's, yep. King's dreams enslaved by cracking ass. Mm. Mm. I like when I say, go on, go on. You know, it's, it's true. And it's so funny because it's, it's just, it's so repetitive, you know, it's just, there's, you know, when you have someone like Rick Ross just having a crack music, mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, man, that's the dream. You're right. <laughs> Why did you get into hip hop? Um, I actually, it was actually my mother, um, mm. who actually got me into hip hop. She, she introduced me to Rapper's Delight, uh, Sugar Hill Gang. When I was a kid, we had a record and I just, and we, she just played it for me one day and I thought it was so crazy that these guys could rhyme mm. so well. And then I learned the whole, like the story of the Sugar Hill Gang, which is propaganda again. Like, you know, some woman just basically put this group together of guys who didn't necessarily even rap, but they had a look so, right, right, right. So it's just the propaganda there too, you know, but, but yeah, I, I felt, I fell in love with hip hop because I did like lyrics. Like I, mm. I generally like lyrics and what's, what's funny is um, a guy at work has been introducing me to, to Christian rap. Cause I was, Oh God. Yeah. Well, bars are bars, <laughs> homie. I'll say this bars are bars, you know, believe in whatever you want to believe in, but bars are bars, you know, and it's nice and refreshing to hear someone talk a little differently. And I've been listening to, to some Christian rappers, you know, just Christian rap. And there's a couple out there that I'm like, yeah, those guys, they got bars, man. Mm. You know, suffrage is suffrage. I don't care how you want to look at it. You know, just like we say, good is good. Bad is bad. Crazy is crazy. You know, bars are bars. You can spit bars. You got bars. So, I mean, I don't, like we said, I'd listen, I'll listen to anything just to hear how someone says some things. Cause I mean, like I said, cat in the hat got bars. You know? Yeah, I don't know about that uh, Christian hip hop stuff, hey, man. To I, each their I own, dog. To each know. their own. I mean, I, I listened to that Christian rock when I was young, like when I was a kid and shit like When's that. When's the last time you even tried to listen to it? Well, you got to realize I'm not Christian for one thing. Well, I, don't, I mean, me either. Spiritual. But, spiritual. I mean, me but, either, but I'm also not, you know, Muslim, but I've read some of the Quran, you know? <laughs> so. You know, I, I really I haven't ever listened to any uh, Christian hip hop. Yeah. Um, but you know, there's certain types of things I'm just kind of opposed to, mm-hmm. I think as a human, <laughs> Interesting. I, I see, I see Christianity as an aggressive, oppressive belief system. And I don't think it's very obvious to most people that it's that way, but it's- most Christians will uh, operate from a perspective of they're right and I'm wrong and I need to come to them. Yeah. What's well, their choice? I, I operate from a perspective of, I don't know who's right. Yeah, well, that's your truth, right? Like that is my that is my and truth. That's what we talk about that all day. You know, I, I'm a to each their own individual. You know, I I don't. You can believe whatever you want to believe. I could care less, mm. but I'll gladly listen. Like I, I've mentioned that before. You know, I don't. I I don't know shit, and that's the best thing that I 
enjoy about myself that I'm an idiot, I'm a monkey, I was born and I believe in science, but maybe I'm wrong about everything I believe. You never know. Like no one ever knows. And I think that's the beauty of life is like someone can be so certain. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you know? Well, I believe in it. Okay, cool. Well, I don't. That doesn't mean we, you know, have to bicker much in our propaganda of politics. You know, we're saying that. And, and that's what I really like about what we've been talking about is everything is kind of vined together. You know, how we've talked about everything. And it's just, it's just very interesting that the propaganda aspect is always there. You know where mm. the word propaganda comes from? Mm, I'm assuming some Latin. Mm. Oh. The church. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, that was their plan. It was a word to um, explain their plan. Um, things like lovely things like Spanish Inquisition and stuff came out oh, okay. of all of this. Yeah. But, um, so let's let's switch this a little bit because we're we're about to run out of time here. Oh, okay. we're, we're actually getting really really close to the end. But I want to bring up a couple more things and kind of tie all this together. Mm -hmm. um, talking about framing things, right? Like like the song "Frame" that I did, which is all about the way things are framed, uh, the way that we are framed. Actually, that's what the song is about. Like is how we uh, become, how we see ourselves through the lens of media, right? Um, so my question is, is how have Americans been framed today in our media? What would you say? Do you, do you think that we see each other as intelligent or trust, trustworthy? Um, you know, how do we see the average American through the lens of shows like cops, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I think that we, well, I think that we look at like-minded people as being intelligent, People that think like us. Like us. Yeah. Yes. And I think that anyone who opposes your thought, you know, frame or thought frame, I'm just going to use it like that because they're wrong. So then they must be stupid. Oh, he must be trustworthy. Yeah. He's white or like yeah. me. Yeah. Or that, right. you know, or like this, like <laughs> I said this yesterday <laughs> to someone, I go, I'm Mexican. So I got to be a hard worker <laughs> with uh, no calluses on my hands. So it's like, you know, but it's that, it's that notion of like stereotyping another thing of propaganda, you know, it is, it's just, but yeah, it's, I really believe that when you, you know, generalize, it's the easiest way to manipulate mm. because there's no direct direction exactly, or, you know, e exact points or details. So, you know, not, not even getting to know why someone believes what they believe in, just already just saying, you know, they don't believe how I think. So they're, they're bad. They're dumb. They're just, oh, well, I read this book that told me this, so I know everything, you know? I think a lot of things go back to fear. I think underneath oh. so much, like you yeah. said, we like the people that look like us. That makes us comfortable, right? Mm -hmm. Or that says the things that we say. It makes mm -hmm. us comfortable. If somebody Absolutely. has a different opinion, right, all of a sudden we're nervous, Yeah. right? Like we were having a conversation about Christianity a minute ago and I don't think we align on our belief systems, but I'm not going to get angry at you because you don't believe, you mm. know what I mean? And start attacking you. Yeah. I think, I think we both are spiritual though. And right. I, think, I, I don't want to get back on the religion thing, but no, I, I no, want to no. dig into the fear. That's no. where I want to get yeah. is the fear. Cause I think underneath things that's, that's. Oh, well, it's the easiest way to control a narrative because if you're scared of something and someone can provide you with an answer of safety, you're going to follow that person. You're going to follow that idea. Same thing with, you know, how we talk about politics. It's, it's easy to go that way when a lot of people, you know, the coalition of people believe like you believe because your tribe is a tribe now. Mm. It's, you're not an army of one. Tribe. What's interesting about that is we come from a history of being a part of a tribe, mm -hmm. right? And if you saw an outsider, that meant kind of trouble, mm -hmm. right? And today our tribes aren't, like, like living in our area, yeah. right? Our tribes are the beliefs that we uh, attach ourselves to these ideologies. Absolutely. Right. So it, this, this last century, the 19th century, you know, it was interesting because in history, a lot of wars were based around religion where the wars that came like world war one and world war two, these were warring ideologies, yes. you know, and now we have these communism versus democracy, da, 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 da. You yeah, know, absolutely. he's warring ideologies, but that's getting in another no, it direction. Is, but it was, it's the same thing about grouping together. I mean, there was, 
you know, the allies and the axis of evil and, you know, putting your own thing that there is an enemy, you know, always. And even though, you know, someone else is always someone else's enemy, you know, it just depends how you want to frame it. Like, uh, I heard someone say once like Pepsi and Coke is just the same thing. You know, it's still, it's just, it's still just a soda at the end of the day. So how do we get beyond this fear? Because I think that's, I think that's the narrative. I think this is the way that people see each other. Mm -hmm. Like I mentioned that show cops, right? Um, now everybody on the show cops pretty much was poor people. They weren't going into OJ's neighborhood no. and yeah, Michael yeah. Jackson's and yoking them up and, you know, saying mm -hmm. your breath smells like little boy booty hole. Ooh. You're coming with us. You know what I mean? Like the cops weren't showing up in those neighborhoods on that show. It was pretty much poor people. And this is the way we saw poor people, you know, is, is fearful. Like, are you, are, are do you feel safe in America today? I don't feel unsafe. I, I think a lot of people don't feel no, safe absolutely. in the cities. Absolutely. You know, especially the cities. Well, I mean, women in the cities, like I would never let my mother go walking around at nighttime. See, I lived in Montreal two years. I'd let my wife, well, the wife I had at the time, <laughs> hmm. I'd let the wife that I had at the time go any, well, let, I don't know why I said let, but she could go anywhere in, in Montreal, the city of Montreal day or night and feel safe. Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, know that she was going to be safe. And that's a bigger city than, than here. That's the sixth largest city in North America, bigger than Seattle by, by far. We lived in the city for two months before I heard the first police siren. Two months in the city, brother. Imagine being in the city of Seattle. You're going to hear eight a day. Sirens. Even, even moving from, because I moved from Seattle to Edmonds, Washington, how much less sirens I hear now. Mm. You know, so, I mean, it is, it's, and when you don't hear them, it's very recognizable. But I think fear is is the things that really drives the way that we see the world. Yeah, right? absolutely. This, this fear. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, we can't let the women vote. Mm -hmm. What would they do? <laughs> they will think so much and become infertile. Oh my goodness. That was, that was the, probably one of the funniest. I, I don't know. I never heard that. So that was really entertaining. <laughs> so, you know, do we create identity according to the way in which we're framed by media? In other words, do I see myself by this message that I'm being given about myself? I think that individuals want to be seen as the message, yes, because it's still the idea of what we talked about earlier, so... If, if maybe I'm not even answering this the right way as well, but if you want to, you know, work hard, follow the rules, do the things the right way that we tell you, you will end up being successful. Mm. So that framework of still doing things, you know, if you work hard, if you work long enough, anything can happen to where it constantly wants to be like that. But yet, you know, to get your education, you had to take 200 K out. You know, and it's, but you're, but you have your education, so you're intelligent, mm. you know, and it's just, but now you're in debt for the rest of your life paying interest, you know, but, but you, but you followed the American dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you worked hard, you got your degree, now go out there in the world and make a difference. And we all believe that we can. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the scarcity element for success in this country is getting more intense, like the prices at the grocery store, right? It's getting harder to make it. It's getting harder, you know, everything, everything. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that, that we as Americans are framed in, in one way. Um, and I think it's a growing, uh, I think it's a growing fear, right? I think we're losing faith in our, our voting system. I think we're losing faith in our politics. Um, and I think that's a message that's being built up. And, and the reason why I say that is because so many people feel like they can't do anything. Yeah. Well, this is a we the people form of government. We have all the power. But what we have to do is we have to be together, right? And that's why, like last week, I said, let's quit talking about the things that divide us and let's focus on the things that, that kind of bring us together. And when you're talking about propaganda, um, how do you get through that is, is, is education, right? To have liberty, mm -hmm. you have to be able to choose. That's what liberty is, you know? And, and in order to be able to make an educated choice, you need that funny thing called education. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. to be able to spot those logical fallacies that you pointed out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I know we got to wind down. The one thing I'm realizing, the more that we talk, brother, is the more that we say, I think the more some people are going to like us and other people are going to go, ah, not for me. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I think that some of the things that we're going to be talking about, like I brought up the Christianity, we brought up the Christianity thing a minute ago and I said, I'm not into all that. Now I'm, I'm going to have some opinions about that stuff. But you know what? Change my mind. Yeah. Change my mind. Get me to become a Christian. I'd love that. You know, it seems seems like they got better shit than, than you know, what my group has. Right? <laughs> like my my group doesn't have the fun stuff. Yeah, well, it's it's still the... It's, it's just in your eyes though. Oh dude, last time I went to church, dude, they had, they had a coffee shop at the place. They had a gift shop. I mean, they, a gift shop. Yeah. What the fuck is that? You know? Yeah. It's, I just, I find everything interesting because I try to look at, you know, I just try, I try not to be judgmental on things. And I know you're not either. I know that's not what you're trying to say, but I just, sometimes I just think like, man, they just, they can just be pretending, but they look really happy, <laughs> you know? So it's just, it's just really interesting to me because you never get to know a person until you sit down and have these kind of conversations we're having. And I think that's one of the things we talk about with this podcast is the power of truth, you know, all those things that we talk about. And you know, you can have two truths, you know, not everyone has been raised the same. Not anyone has done these things like we've talked about. But like we say, the one thing that we do have in common is we are humans. You know, we have emotions when we have the ability to formulate thoughts. And those are those are those sums of those things that we have are actually more connected and the same, like we've spoken about before, than not. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And when I talk about hope, you know, I'll never stop having hope that one day, you know, that Martin Luther King, my brother, all that stuff like that, like it could actually happen. Who knows? I, I, love is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Love thy brother. <laughs> you know, and I think one of the things that that takes is accepting our humanism. Yeah. Right. You were talking about anger earlier today in a conversation, um, and and you said uh, I I want I want to kind of paraphrase it because I won't remember your exact words, but you said uh, we shouldn't hate ourselves or something like that for being angry because we're human. Yeah. Right. Something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm, uh, dude, I'm a huge believer in that. Like, I don't think I'm evil because I get angry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, like that was a religious thing that I heard a lot, you know, um, growing up or whatever. And and I just don't believe that, right? I just don't believe that. I think that, I think it's a natural human emotion. Um, And I think that we have to find balance with it, Mm. right? But I'm not going to hate myself because I have those feelings. And once I started to accept that kind of stuff, like my flaws and my humanism, Guess what? It's so much easier to accept yours. Yes. You know, and this, this is going back to the fear, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm fearful that I'm not going to be accepted. I'm fearful. I'm not going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I've learned over this last year of of cutting these 30 tracks that I've done in the studio Mm -hmm. is, is, um, I don't have time to be afraid. You know, like literally like, like <laughs> I got to get this done. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do it and, yeah. and let the chips fall where they may kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. If I sat around and, and made opinions of it, I probably wouldn't be moving forward. Right. Um, opinions can come later, but I kind of look at it like, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the fear is like this phantom of the mind that, that I've, I'm giving to other people, the way that they see me. Like, oh, you're not going to like me. You know, like I'm creating this stuff in my head. What, what that really is, is I'm making myself to be so important, right? I have to be liked. I have to be accepted. No, I don't. No, I don't. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. Like the shit that I've been saying on this show, like the cancel thing, like that's coming, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people are going to hear us and we're going to get popular first. But once we're popular, yeah. I have a feeling there's going to be some motherfuckers that are going to cancel me for saying motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You made me feel uncomfortable. But anyways, we, we're, we're out of time, I would think. I think we're kind of long-winded again. It happens. Well, we were going to be um, getting... Uh, into one last phase of this whole topic next week. 
Um, the song that I will drop then is a song called Relax that I wrote at, at March of 2020, right? Coronavirus is unfolding. I wrote those lyrics in March of 2020, and it was me watching the world through the propaganda of television, right? And not really going outside. I'm at home taking care of mom. I don't want to expose her to anything. So I just stayed home for those 14 months while my mother was dying. And and the only view of the world I had was through the television. So um, it'll be an interesting song, um, you know, and we'll get into the topic of all of that and kind of broach the coronavirus stuff. But um, any parting thoughts on this propaganda framed? Drink some water. It's good for you. <laughs> I realize I can't put you on the spot like that, dude. Eat some vegetables. They're good for you. Eat some Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I am Curious G, and um, this is my man. Anthony Carlton. We appreciate you being here uh, for episode three. Stick with us. We're going to get better at this shit. I can almost guarantee it. Um, anyway, thanks again. Life's what you make it. Like it, change it. Ain't how they frame it. Stereotypes, typecast your kid. Fuck them, race Erase it. Fuck them, race Why is it that we believe in conspiracies? Perhaps because we had them as kids. Remember the cootie conspiracy of pre-K? <laughs> I think it started earlier. I blame parents. Yes, parents. I'm a parent. Maybe you're a parent. It's our fault. See, parents mold unquestioned confidence of children by shaping the false reality called Christmas. Welcome to the Christmas Matrix. Of course, people believe in conspiracies. We believe that this creepy-ass old fat fuck watched us, like, pretty much all the time. Even when we were sleeping. Like a pedophile. Santa, he rewarded us based on how good we were. Pretty good deal for the parents. Who plugged us into this matrix with just a pinch of Jesus? Mom and Dad. <laughs> the Christmas balls on that tree. Sure, their story had some inconsistencies. Like, are rich kids better people, Daddy? They get better stuff. <laughs> well, Bobby... Let me get some more eggnog. It's better for both of us if I do this drunk. Now, do you as an individual want the red pill or the blue pill? If you're living in the Matrix, I want the red pill of unpleasant Christmas truth, please. What is real? Fat Santa? No. Elves? Reindeers? No and no. Ever wonder why we put the tree inside the house and decorate it as it slowly dies surrounded by gifts? Take the red pill. Maybe it's all just a sick metaphor for how the 1% see us in the face of global warming. Just put some toys out there and let them play with them. Oh, cell phones and dildos should do it. Anyway... I'm not even going to get too much into the religious side of things. I mean, I personally don't fall into the old I believe in Jesus category. Maybe you do, and I don't want to offend you. But even as a Christian, you have to wonder, was Jesus born on December 25th? <laughs> Does it say that in the Bible? I don't think so. Sorry, there's a glitch in the matrix, Mom and Dad. Oh, wait a minute. The three wise men? <laughs> nope, not in the Bible either. I bet you were pissed off as a kid when you realized you were good since Thanksgiving for no goddamn reason. And it was all just a load of steaming hot Christmas crap that your parents fed you like reindeer cookies. Now just imagine how pissed off you're going to be having gone to church every Sunday and held on to your virginity till you were like 28. Only to find out that Jesus was Santa for old people. Did your parents ever catch you being bad and threaten to call Santa? 
They said that they were going to call him at the North Pole. For some reason, I had to write a fucking letter, but they got a phone call. Anyways, mine, (laughs) I think they designed the Matrix with a side of you better be good for goodness sake. Yeah, they would also feign a call to the police because I did something unfathomable. Like, lie to them. Oh, why did you plug me into the Christmas Matrix, Mom? Well, we just saw how much fun it was for you to believe. (laughs) Why the St. Nicholas story? Well, nothing says Jesus like slapping a saint on the box with a bow. Fun fact, the word propaganda originated with the church. Anyway, getting back to the red pill, Revelations. Easter, of course. No, not in the Bible either. Well, did you look for it? Fuck no. Who would with painted eggs and chocolate rabbits? The Easter celebration started with the goddess Ishtar in Sumeria. The egg was her fertility symbol. Ishtar, Easter, you know what? In the words of Joseph Goebbels, make the lie big Keep it simple and say it often. They will believe. Think of the lies that we tell children. Santa, Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy. Sure, Daddy loves you and he'll be back. Uncle Otis never touched you there. Nope, tell Grandma you fell. Sure, he cares about us. Of course, he's the president. Look, I was a red pill parent. I never told my daughter about Santa Claus. My daughter was born free right here in Zion at the cave rave. (laughs) Sorry, honey. No Santa for you. Look, I told her my own version of Christmas. Christmas is a time for celebration. We celebrate family and friends. We celebrate the love that we share by spending time together, making food watching the Seahawks, and exchanging gifts as we spread joy to those we love. But she took the blue pill. She believed in Santa Claus no matter what I said. Everyone else could not be lying, Father. Dad means well, but I think mine is broken. Make the lie big. Keep it simple and say it often. <laughs> weird. Kids become such dicks about 12 or 13 when they start rebelling against us and everything we say. Could it be that they're tired of the lies? Shit, we have a day that celebrates lies. April Fool's Day. Here's some flowers and then go fuck yourself. Oh, the Christmas Matrix. This world we live in. Hmm. You know, those Matrix films, they were actually made off of an argument in philosophy. The skeptics, they were skeptical of everything that was going on around them. They were skeptical that this very life might not even be real. They doubted everything. Well, Rene Descartes gave an answer for them that held a bit of reality to it. He said, I think, therefore I am. Maybe you've heard that statement. Well, this is actually what led to the creation of those films, The Matrix. You know, is here, there is this fabricated reality in this film, but what is real? You know, and just like Rene Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. Somewhere in the mind, there is that truth. Well, in this world, we're all kind of in the Christmas Matrix, aren't we? We're living in this map of reality that isn't always given to us by ourselves. Sometimes the map of reality we get comes through the media that we take in, the history that we watch, the science that we watch, the politics that we watch, often through a screen. And if COVID taught us anything, When you frame that screen to capture somebody speaking, sure, they look nice, but they might not be wearing pants. What are we missing outside the frames of our screens? Remember, we've been edited for TV. 
Oh, and I'm also available for children's parties. <laughs> Let me tell those little fuckers about the Christmas Matrix. Everybody hates me. This year, during that year, has been the hardest and best thing I've ever done. Um, wife of 18 years told me in January that she's leaving and, and done with us, you know? Um, so I started off, uh, being leveled and the day she told me I'm going in for my second cancer surgery of the four that I've had. So it's been, it's been tough, um, staying focused and not losing, I guess, focus, um, mm -hmm. through the changes, you know, I kind of feel like I wanted to give it everything that I had, um, and not really pay attention to how it's coming out. If that makes right. sense. I think no, if, if totally I was, if, I think if I was talking about how we've done and stuff like that in the past without thinking about the next one, I probably would have slowed down a little bit because it's been, it's been a hard year, man, but it's also been the best year of my life, you know? I've, I've come someplace spiritually um, in the last couple of years after, after my mother, you know, that it's hard to explain. And part of it is not just the way that I'm interacting with the world, but the way that I'm writing. And um, this year, it's, it's taken a lot, man, to stay focused. I guess that's the only thing I could say. With everything you went through... Um it's really, really cool that you've been able to stay focused on this. Um, and you already know, I've, I've dealt with it too. I became a father in February, right in the middle of us doing a lot of this stuff, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's been different too. Now, yeah, it's, we've it's had to adjust. We've had yes. to adjust the baby. <laughs> yes, yes. But it has, um, it has been a really cool thing um, to watch this thing blossom you know, to what it's become and hopefully what it, what it, what it continues to become, you know? Well, that is the episode of Truth to Power. I am Curious G. Thank you for your support and listening to the show. Um, as always, at the end of each show, we will drop a song and this week's song will tie into a topic for next week. This song is Relax. Life now, darkest dreams, my worldview on screen Separate, coexist, contagious, yeah Read my lips behind my end, nine, five Mask, I ask if I will taste life Just to find that state of united lies Kept intact, stained glass, separate color Safely trapped, glass art, we all Breaks apart like the dreams they smash You and I, we climb so high American dreams, cash to high Gravity, we won't deny like all that poison in the sky. Exhale, vid one nine. Breathing safe, ride or die. Far removed from you, illuminated, captured views. Kept myself behind my cell. Island life, a common tale. Who needs fresh air or sun? Dark garden, yo, bring your gun. It's all good, baby. Hold on tight. Wait for safety. Alice at the looking glass. Can't relax. We go crazy. You know I love to watch that picture. Perfect. Dot to dot. Image slaves. Who is caught? Draw it out. You make it hot. Like I said, I love to watch. Watch my screen or watch my clock. Door bolt. Check lock. Windows catch, sickness drop Overcome, ticking clocks Wait for the click, then the pop Like silent bomb, built blast From dust to dust, we fell so fast Ash like friends we'd love to meet Maybe gone within a week Swept away, pulpit speak Loud the claim that we all reached Apex met, another peak We climb one round here every week Safe to cure, work they need Six feet apart, don't you breathe It's all good, baby. Hold on tight and wait for safety. Alice at her looking glass. Can't relax. We go crazy.
to the brand new storm Forecast dark, now the norm Long haul of the dam We fight like my Uncle Sam On the news every night Headline blast, firefight All I do is watch the tube These stories or the COVID news Truth blurs which to choose Unending prison solitude At least we got these man-made lights Switch to black, lose my sight Can we handle plan attack? Animal mankind trapped Now wait if I can count sheep after math Add infected then subtract the poor without a mask Did you get yawn for all this brand new storm pandemic trip? Quiet down, they will pass Waves break, waves crash Sand cast, middle class Dissolve us all without a mask Alright, alright, it's all good, baby. Hold on tight and wait for safety. Alice at her looking glass. She can't relax. We go crazy. Alright, alright, it's all good, baby. Hold on tight and wait for safety. Alice at her looking glass. She can't relax. We go crazy. As we go crazy. As we go crazy. As we go crazy.